Hello and welcome to I Love Energy Medicine Radio. My name is Nick Hansinger. I am the president of Energy Mastery and I'm here with... Siobhan Moran, CEO and founder of Energy Mastery. Today's exciting. We've got a really great topic for you today. The root of all illness. That's a big topic. That is a big topic. I know. I like to make sure that we really cover the biggest that we can and really make a dent. I woke up this morning going, I need to help a lot of people today. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. It's a, it is a big, big topic. And I think it's a big mystery for a lot of people. It's like suddenly they wake up and this is how it seems sometimes anyways, they wake up and just feel like, uh, how did this happen to me? I feel terrible. I've got this thing going on with my health. Like, where did this come from? So when we talk about the root of it, I'm super excited to, you know, kind of unwind this in a more, you know, in a really simple way to help people understand where this comes from. So have you, I mean, what has been your experience with people, Siobhan, when they, they suddenly, they're like, I don't know how this happened. Like, like, how do you kind of walk them through that conversation and start to help them to understand like how illness is created? Mm. Well, I always have a, a glint in my eye when I look at people and they ask me that. And I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> and they know I know, but they don't always want to know the real root cause, which blows my mind oh, more than anything. Because truthfully, we can find through the technology that I've brought forth in Energy Mastery, I can help anybody find the root cause of whatever has gone on. Um, and yet we teach others others to do that and and the f- finding it is you know that's a unique gift that I'm teaching all of my senior trainers mm-hmm. and the fascinating thing is I've always been doing it I just didn't know I was doing it so to back that in what most people say stuff that they don't want to know the answer to so if they're just like, I don't know how this happened. How did this happen? It, they're in the victim. And let's, we'll, we'll jump over that and be like, okay, so people will really want to know. <clears throat> how yeah. did this really happen? The, the rare person who's like, yeah, I actually do want to know. I really do want to know. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's a symphony. I just was at a symphony. It's a symphony of many, many things. And there is always one queen pin. People say kingpin, I'm going to queenpin. There's always one queenpin. There's always one seminal moment that really turns the levers on or off or sort of on. Generally, let's just use cold and flu. That's pretty simple. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So generally with cold and flu, we kind of feel like it's coming on. We kind of feel like it's coming on. We see people around us with it coming on. And the fascinating thing is um, we either adopt and accept or we take action and do something about it. Now, most people don't take action and do something about it when they have the hint of the idea. It's the hint of the idea. And it's not intuition, just so you know. It's the hint of the idea. Because that's an intuitive hit. That's, a, just a, that's an idea that is a hint. And that's in the energetics. And then that kind of pings the brain a little bit. But then the human doesn't take action. It's interesting that you say that it's because it, it, it that's been my experience, too, is it's really not an intuitive hit like a hu- intuitive hit is kind of different. This is more like, oh, yeah, this is something. And, and it, when I track it back, because I've seen this 
I remember in my in my former life <laughs> when I would when I would notice those things. It's like there's a, there's a, there was a pinnacle moment that's like either oh oh no we're not doing that and then taking the actions to like make sure that that doesn't happen or oh, I can kind of feel it coming. And then before you know it, it's like, boom, then there it is. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that there's a choice point there. It, it well, usually it's more, it's like it's more like, than a choice point. Because, oh. yeah, so we're, you know, a lot of people, a lot of systems talk about choice, et cetera. And, and that's lovely. But the truth of the matter is it's an energy and it's a dynamic of an energy. And it's going to, uh, like, if you, your body... Uh, has a particular energetic dynamic, there's no way that a virus can hit it. Um, I used to go, and a little arrogantly, I guess, in hindsight, I used to go and travel all over the world, and I would just drink from the faucets, and I'd be like, nope, my, I won't get it, my Bold. body, yes, my body uh, just isn't, you know, it's not going to go to that level. And that's different than frequency as well. So it's the... Um, the virus is not going to attach. It can't. It just won't stick around. It won't even come close. And now somebody who has a weak energetic system, mm -hmm. first weak energetic system, then a weak mental system, then a weak immune system, so it's three parts, uh, then, then the body is more susceptible. But it isn't a choice point. It has to be. It's, if you can catch it in the energy first, oh, man, it's golden every mm. time. Because it's when we don't catch it in the energy first that we're like, oh, it's okay. I'll just do a few of the things and, and, and you know, I'll just do enough. Yeah. You know, it, it just takes too long to do this other stuff. And then the consequences are the body gets sick. Um, so there's another component to all of the root cause. And I think we should jump into that in a little bit. But I can see questions on your face. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, I think I'm kind of putting it together here is it does, it happens in the energy and it's in the energy and it's a funny kind of moment where there is, oh, like you said, just do enough. Like I'll do a few of the things, but it takes too long. I'm kind of busy. I'm not going to do all the things. And it winds up then on the back end of it, it winds up costing so much more time and effort and energy to actually unwind it once it's into the physical body. Yeah. So once it's adopted into the physiology, somewhere in the body, it takes 10 to a hundred times longer to get it out. And that's why, that's why often it takes a while for healing to work because once it's into the cells, it's kind of gotten a little home and it does not want to be dislodged from that home. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a happy little home. Yeah, <laughs> in its own little way. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, I mean, I, I think I'm understanding as well. It's like, it's in the energy, and then the mind kind of, it seems like the mind adopts it more on a, in, out of laziness or an unconscious. Laziness. La like a laziness. Like a laziness. It, or almost, it, it, yeah. It's a, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to go there if I ignore it. And this, is, this happens in a lot of areas of a person's life. Truly. If I ignore it, it'll go away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or... Or there's, yeah, yes, if I ignore it, it'll go away, or it'll be like, uh, oh, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just, I'll keep going, I'll, I'll think some positive thoughts or something. Yeah, you know, I'll go. just try to think it away. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah. healthy, I am healthy and vibrant. You know? Yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah. There, you know, I mean, if you've already gotten into that, that energetic challenge, 
energetic dip, then affirmations, no. They're actually going to create more causation and challenge. Interesting. Mm. That's another topic. Yeah. Well, let's look at it in another example. Uh, When I think about havens for illness and a big old Petri dish for illness, the first thing that pops to my mind is a hospital. Yeah. Right? So... Um, people walk into hospitals looking for healing, and it doesn't always go that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it takes some pretty wild, wild tracks through that. So, wonder if you can talk about that dynamic of um, kind of stepping into that whole system and and how that plays into the healing process and the root of that illness to begin with. So, there's a hospital that we did a study, an actual study, a triple blind study in Santa Barbara, and they had a high episiotomy with uh, births. And episiotomies are where they cut the mother in order to get the baby out. And um, so we did a study of cleaning up the energetics of, of one of the rooms, the birthing rooms, and not cleaning up the other birthing room. And nobody had, it was so, nobody knew which one was which. Nobody knew that this was going on. Just the rooms, not the humans. Just the rooms, not Mm. the humans, Mm. right? And this is inside of a hospital that has high rates of, you know, people staying long and having multiple difficulties, et cetera. And so we did the study over nine months, I think nine months to a year. It was a long study. And uh, when we went and looked at all of the data, the room where the energetics were cleaned up in a particular way, mm-hmm. not just cleaned up. You didn't just sage it. <laughs> and didn't it, No sage because you're in a hospital, right? right it right. had to be really a very prescribed particular way. And so we cleaned it up. But that particular room had 60% less episiotomies. Wow. And so if you walk into a hospital, you're walking into a soup of uh, funky energy, a soup of funky thoughts, fears, worries, anxiety, tensions, stresses, and you know people assuming that people are never going to get out and they're going to die, etc. And then you have a com- compromised energetic system. Forget the other system. You have a compromised energetic system. The challenge that you face is your energy has to then try to figure out how to handle all of that nonsense and how to really get back on track so that the body can do its uh, natural work. Um, I was called into a hospital fairly early on in my practice, and my husband had died in a motorcycle accident, and so somehow I agreed because this person who was in the hospital in ICU was going to be taken off all of life support. And I agreed because I thought, well, maybe that's my way of giving back and serving uh, you know, what happened to him. And the ICU is just a nightmare of funky energy. It's constantly stuff, constant, and just it's just constant challenge, constant friction energetically. And uh, I said to the family, I said, okay, I'm very, very, very good at what I do, but I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we set some things up, and the, the nurses and doctors were incredibly uh, generous and they let me do my thing and I left an hour or two later I think it was probably two and uh and the next guy the next day the guy woke up 
Well, we set some certain parameters in place so that his wife would do certain things to make sure the energy stayed, you know, to make sure he stayed. Like there were, there were multiples and multiples and multiples of things in order to get uh, his body into the I know what to do to heal myself. It was really like, that's amazing. And, and it sounds like you, there was a big old cleaning up of the energy and then a, then a, then a, uh, protocol put in place to maintain that and stabilize it so that his body could actually get into the healing I'd work process. on the entire emergent, uh, the yeah. entire ICU unit. Wow. I ended up with a lot of clients because of this like little thing. Everyone was like, hey, have that lady come back. It's <laughs> 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 really what happened. Um, and uh, so I had to take care of all of that and then you know, multiples of things and his human form, the energy of him and then his human form and then all of the stuff that was going on inside of him. And he was a very broken up human, mm. um, but he recovered. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. You know, what I think is most interesting about that is that when there's, when a human has a problem, we go to solve the problem with the human. Like you go right to the human, but you took a much broader approach to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's whole wellness. It's whole healing because you have to look at the whole of the entire uh, organi organism, um, meaning human body or whatever, as well, not, not just... You know, not just the room, but all of the different facets of what's happening. Because in order for the multiple facets of a human to heal very fast, quickly, and to really achieve a result, it has to encompass as many components as possible. And most people just go after one. So they'll go after, well, let's solve the problem with the kidneys. Right. Let's solve the problem here. And those aren't root causes. Those are just the effects after the root cause. Mm. So it started somewhere, and then it just manifests itself into whatever, right. whatever happens to be the most vulnerable place. So here's something. I don't think I recalled that until this conversation. And so here's something I discovered. That that gentleman who had the motorcycle accident in ICU had gotten into a ginormous argument with his boss. Mm. And he was going to change jobs. Oh, my goodness. Right? So there was this whole other big dynamic long before he'd gotten into the accident. Yeah. Well, I think most people would just write that off as a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, oh, well... Uh, no, yeah, causation. That's, fu that's funny. It's one causation, <laughs> yeah. one of many along the way. There's no escaping the causation. Yeah. Uh, um, it makes me wonder, just on a, on a little bit of a side note here, how the heck do the hospital workers, the nurses and the doctors and everybody that works in there, how do they even survive in that? Uh, they burn out a lot. Yeah. They burn out a lot. They end up putting on weight. They end up taking needing to take a lot of time. Um, if they do take care of themselves, you know, some will run, mm. some will do, you know, good athletics. Um, but you know, the human body can take a lot before it breaks down. Wow. It's really kind of an amazing machine, but once it starts that process, like that's why they say cancer, uh, takes, you know, 15 to 20 years to manifest in the physical body because we have 15 to 20 years to heed the calling of those little pings. Uh. <laughs> 15 to 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're given a lot of latitude. Yeah. But, you know, after a certain point, um, after a certain age point, what starts to happen is the brain isn't as resilient and it doesn't, it doesn't 
throw those things off. And I'm, I am talking about the brain in that circumstance. The brain is succumbing to friends and family and society saying, oh, you're sick, oh, this, oh, that, oh, this, oh, this is going to happen. I heard the other day something that <laughs> I was just infuriated by. I wrote an article about it, um, about at age 65, you're going to end up in a home. I'm like, what? whoa, what? I wanted to swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what, what? That is insanity. No. Who the heck Just are no. you? <laughs> Don't you know the real statistics of what are happening in the human population? Anyway, but that's how people actually still believe. Wow. Wow, that's just sad. It that's is. That's really sad. Anyway. Well, you, were, you mentioned a story about a gentleman in Jerusalem, and I'm really curious about this. This is not a story that I've heard before, mm. and, and how this, it seemed to kind of really encompass this, this whole idea, and I wonder if you could share that. Mm. So I'm always looking for the cause, the root cause of whatever is going on, because if I know that if I can get to the root cause of what's going on, then I can... I can do amazing, amazing miracle things. And I've had so many miracles over the years. But this one, when you asked if I had a story, mm -hmm. popped into my head. Um, he was the great uncle of a client of mine. And she was just like, I don't know. He's had cancer. And he keeps going in and out. And he's just like, let go and die or he should not. And I said, okay, well, what would you like me to do? Mm -hmm. And they said, well, can you talk to him? I said, well, I, first of all, I don't speak Hebrew. And I said, so you're going to have to get me a translator. So they got me a translator. And so we started talking. And the gentleman was a very successful businessman at one point. Um, he had a wonderful family, said he loved his wife. You know, things were good. And he didn't understand why his body was broken down. And, you know, then it would heal and then it would break down again. And he was on his last leg and just was done. And I said, well, obviously we're here for a reason you asked. So we went and dug a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So we went through, you know, several sessions digging and cleaning things up, getting his, getting his immune system back, getting his you know, mental uh, constructs back, getting him to a better place of uh, living in his body, whatever was happening in it. And I said, so do you want to know what happened? Do you want to know when it happened? And he says, it's impossible. It just happened. I said, mm, mm. no, it didn't just happen. I said, so what about that time about 15 years ago at such and such a time? And he, was, he said, I don't know. That sounds like nothing. It sounds like I had a great life. And he went on and he was just kept refuting and refuting, refuting. And then he stopped and he was quiet. And I said to the translator, I said, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said, I think he's thinking. And so he was quiet for quite a long time. And he said, could it be when I was on the tarmac with my son Whoa. and we had this giant blow up about the business. I don't remember exactly what it was all about, but could it be that? And I said, all right, tell me a little bit more. And he told me about the blow up and he told me the consequences that his son never ended up being in the business. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he he was just like, oh my gosh, that's it. <laughs> And he had this big realization that he said, that's when I decided. That's when I decided to get this. That's when I decided. 
And he was just all excited. And I said, oh, that's really cool. So what, do we, what would you like me to do about it? And he says, we need to fix this now. And so he wow. stayed around um, for some years like, after that. After we did, the, we did some more work, we cleaned up more, we taught him how to be and live with his new revelation. Because once you have the revelation, it doesn't just go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's really interesting part of it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, he stayed around for quite some time. Wow. That's incredible. Um, it really, it makes me think of a couple of different things. Um, number one is w with the energy mastery system and how it's set up to deal with the energy and to deal with the mind. And you do, you do just have an incredible gift for that. And I'm so happy that we're learning that. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, it was, I was teaching a class this past weekend and, and we were doing some work on that on, that on day two, which was really exciting, you know, kind of um, doing a little probing and some inquiry to just see what's going on with these people. And I remember a few of the questions I asked and the things that we found, they're like, wow, like that, like, how did you know that? You know, <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I just kind of, I use the process and we do this thing. And I said, but if you think that's cool, you should, you should go to see Siobhan sometime because she's like that on steroids. It really is an incredible gift to be able to find that for people. And the one thing, the last thing I want to really highlight with that is the work that needs to be done even after you have the revelation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a big piece of the puzzle because once people tend to feel better or, um, you know, have those realizations, they're just like, I'm good, I'm done, I'll take care of it from here. And it's like, mm, the energetics haven't gotten cleaned up enough and the, the, the way you think and the way you live hasn't gotten cleaned up enough. What you're doing out in your life hasn't changed and shifted enough. So it has to be a whole next phase of who you are and how you are. So, you know, maybe 10 sessions, but really, you know, you do 30 and you will be magical. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't have to take, like you said, it takes a while. And it does. It can yeah. take a while to do that. But it doesn't have to, if you're... If you've had your awareness and things are not shifting, there is more work to be done. Yeah. There should be things shifting in the meantime. Or if you've had your awareness and things aren't shifting as fast as you know in yeah. your heart of hearts they can be, that's when to reach out. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, the best place to reach out would really just be to go to our website. Go to energymastery.com. And if you want to fast track yourself, you go to energymastery.com forward slash apply. And there's a little uh, form there that you can fill out. Let us know what's going on with you. And then we will find some next best steps for you to continue to, you know, resolve and to heal whatever it is that's going on in your life. Like these are a few physical examples, uh, but there's certainly more to the story than that. Uh, if you've got something going on in your relationships or in your just in your mind and emotions or in your business, uh, as you can see, it's really dealing with the whole system. So if you go to energymastery.com forward slash apply, let us know what's happening in your world, and then we can find the next best step for you.